Hey guys, Darren here. So I've had an understanding of how the enemy exploits traumatic events within our life in order to put pressure on us so that we open up the door of our heart and begin to engage with a certain level of darkness. May it be bitterness or anger associated with betrayal, a number of things. But what I haven't had was an understanding of how the enemy actually creates traumatic events or demonic storms that come in order to thwart us from really to disengage with our destiny and really not enter into the land um, that God has for us. I learned this through a fascinating Q&A conversation with Katie Souza. I'm going to share that with you on today's podcast. We've called this thing Muzzle the Storm. It's going down right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> We've been created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Hello, welcome to the Supernaturals Podcast Show. This is the show that exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening is because it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established on the earth through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening today. If we haven't met yet, my name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of an amazing church called Seattle Revival Center. Check us out online at seattlerevivalcenter.com. Com, author of a book. Yep, I wrote a book. It's called Pattern Interrupt. You can pick up yours on Amazon. Again, it's Pattern Interrupt, Dismantle, Defeat, Overcome, Ordinary, and Become a Rumbler. So that's Pattern Interrupt and founder of a ministry called Supernaturalist Ministries. I'm sure you've already heard, but we're taking the Supernaturalist show to AM radio effective December 13th. We're doing the Supernaturalist radio show, uh, Pacific Standard Time from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Our market will be covering from basically the Canadian border all the way down to Fort Lewis, which is um, uh, just south of Tacoma. Uh, again, that begins December 13th. Please cover this endeavor in prayer. Um, we're going after a, a, a different kind of market. Um, this is a different kind of show. The only show like this um, on the whole radio station, which is not a Christian radio station. So again, cover this in prayer. For more details, go back and listen to the last podcast that we did on Seeker Sensitivity. There I share the whole story. Would love for you to partner with me in this new um, adventure. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. And we will be archiving all those shows. And so even if you live outside of the Seattle market, you'll still be able to check that show out and listen to all the different callers that are calling in. I can guarantee it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, today's uh, podcast is uh, uh, fascinating. As I interview um, Katie Souza, I don't know if you are familiar with Katie, but Katie actually used to be a career criminal. In fact, she was for most of her life. She was convicted of a number of felonies sent to federal prison um, where she almost served 12 years. 
Um, while serving what would be her final prison sentence, Katie had an encounter with God that totally changed her life. And she immediately became an outspoken advocate for Jesus, uh, walks in the love of God, and still goes uh, into all kinds of uh, uh, environments where she gets to minister um, to prisoners and uh, as well as all kinds of churches and conferences. She's just an extraordinary leader, a lover of Jesus and a lover of, 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 of people. Uh, one of the things that Katie's known for is her revelation concerning soul healing. And so that's kind of where we go uh, today on today's podcast. I asked Katie a question about when a believer is walking into a traumatic situation or coming out of a, of a traumatic situation, how do we walk through this or come out of it with a wisdom and a maturity as to guarding our soul so that there's no demonic exploitation? Her answer is startling. It's concerning not just storms in general, but um, demonic storms, storms that are actually created by the enemy in order to get us to disengage with our destiny. This is absolutely fascinating. You'll have to excuse the recording quality. Um, our mics uh, ran a little hot, um, but if you can listen in, I would suspect there's going to be revelation here that's going to make you say, wow, aha, fascinating. <laughs> um, you're going to love Katie Souza. Please check her out online, expectedministries.org. Buy her books. Check out her, um, her uh, equipping videos. All kinds of resources, again, on her website at Expected Ministries or simply Google Katie Souza. Let's dive into this right now. Katie Souza, muzzle the storm. He's busy. That's awesome. I, I, I want to ask you about trauma. So trauma can be a, um, uh, an open door to the, to the demonic. And my question is regarding um, believers that, go th that, that are coming into or coming out of trauma. How, how do we um, walk through that with wisdom and with maturity? How do we guard our soul proactively uh, to make sure that we're not opening any doors um, to, the, to the demonic? Okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to get healed of the original traumas that you haven't been healed of yet. That's the first step. Because a lot of people are walking around carrying trauma that they've had for decades. Decades and decades. Car accident, loss of a family member, loss of a spouse, child, you know, loss of a job. They're still hanging on to old trauma. I've seen people get healed in their physical bodies of crazy stuff when they got healed of trauma that happened like decades ago. Okay, I mean, I have videos online that'll show that. But then you got to keep yourself not traumatized. Okay, you got to wreck. You got to tune in to yourself. I'm not saying like always be searching introspective. Oh my God, what do I have now? You know, don't be doing that. But keep an eye on it. If you start to tune in when your soul gets healed of stuff, and then you keep you start to tune into how you're feeling all the time, you can sense when there's a shift going on. And then you stay on top of that shift. Because the shift is for the negative, right? The enemy wants, listen to me, the enemy, we go through normal traumas. Okay, let me get this in order. We go through normal traumas like, a, you know, an accident, which is stuff like that, and things like that happen. But there's also demonically inspired trauma. Okay. The enemy wants to make you traumatized. 
So you'll be dwelling among the tombs. Legion is one of the biggest culprits of this. Okay, so like, if you go to Mark 5 and it talks about the, you know, the, the whole story with the, with the Legion thing, go to Mark 4, back, let's go to it now, and you'll see what happened when Jesus was on his way to the region of the Gerasenes. Okay, let's look at that real quick. So Jesus says, let us go to the other, over to the other side of the lake. Where it was on the other side of the lake? The region of the Gerasenes. He's going over to where Legion is lording over. He's going to go take care of a regional demon. Okay? Yeah. Alright, so he says, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And so they go in, they get into a boat, right? And then verse 37 says, in a furious storm of wind of hurricane proportions. Wow. Do we go through some stuff of hurricane proportions? Right. Does it feel like that? The winds that you're going through? Those winds, those hurricane proportions are meant to traumatize you so that you'll have a wounded soul. Okay, so a furious storm of wind of hurricane proportions arose and the waves kept beating into the boat. You ever felt like that? So that it was already becoming filled. You ever felt like that? Like you couldn't take one more drop of the trauma you're going through because your boat is full and you are fried and you are done. How many have had those? Okay. But he, meaning Jesus, was in the stern of the boat asleep. <laughs> on the leather cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now, be still, be muzzled. And the wind ceased, sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating, and there was immediately a great calm and a perfect peacefulness. Okay. So Jesus gets up and what does he do? The Bible says he arose and rebuked the wind. Now that word rebuke is the same word that is used for when you cast out a demon. When you rebuke a demon. Why is Jesus treating the wind of a storm like a demon? Because it was a demonically inspired storm. Now look, he said, he rebuked the, the wind and said to the sea, hush now. Be still, be muzzled. So he's rebuking the storm and then he's telling it to shut up. Be still, be muzzled, quit talking. Why is he telling the storm to quit talking? Because it's a demonically inspired storm. By who? By Legion, because he's headed towards that region. Legion doesn't want him to get to the region of Gerasenes. Legion is the most talkative demon in the New Testament. Remember all the things he said. Send us in the pigs. Don't send me out of the region. Oh, don't torment me. What do we have in common? My name is Legion, for we are many. Blah, blah, talk, talk, chatter, chatter. He's the most talkative demon. And here Jesus is telling him, shut up. So good. Because it was Legion, see. It was Legion that was making that storm. For the purpose of this, he doesn't want you to get to his region. To stop him. Or if you're going to make it anyway because you press through, he wants you to be completely wounded by the time you get there so that you'll be dwelling among the tombs and he'll have the right to assault you. Okay, now look, I had dominion, dominion over Legion for years and years. And then the last three months, in the last three months, my father suddenly took a downturn. He started falling. He would fall. He'd fail like eight or nine times. Well, and the last time, I was like trying to find him sent a neighbor over there to check on him. They found him laying out in the driveway in Arizona in the summer, 100 and whatever degrees. He'd been laying there for hours. Okay. I mean, he's been in and out of the hospital. He stopped eating. They put him on a feeding tube. He can't even talk. He can't walk, nothing. Okay, like, massive storm. Now, it just so happened that we were headed towards Virginia before this all happened, Virginia is the very first place I took on Legion in public. Oh, 
And I was battling him and still didn't have dominion. So I'm going back now with dominion. And what does Legion do? I'm headed over. I'm, let's go into the boat to the other side of the lake, to the region of the Gerasenes. What a great idea, Jesus. And there came a storm of hurricane proportions. And I knew, I began to understand that this was a demonically inspired storm. How many of you know that demons can make people fall down and not talk and not eat? Okay, I knew this was a demonically inspired storm where I would land from coming home from a meeting and I would be on the tarmac, the plane would land and I would turn my phone back on and it would be ringing when I turned it on and it would be somebody saying, your father had this happen, now your father's in surgery, now they found a blood clot. But it was always this horrible news about my dad. I mean, I would literally turn the phone on and it would be ringing while I was on the tarmac landing and I thought, Wow, this can't happen like every single week. That's no way. The coincidences of that happening is like a zillion, gillion, million, billion to one. And I was trying to help him, and I was trying to reach out to all these agencies and, and trying to find him a place. And then he went to, the, to, to be to rehab, and they sent him to this one rehab. And I came back from a trip and went there and walked in, and he was like laying there. He wasn't talking. He hadn't eaten for four days. They, they weren't feeding him. I'd asked them to bring him soup or ice cream. They hadn't. I said, Dad, did they bring you soup? He just looked at me and shook his head like slightly. Did they bring you ice cream? Like, no. Right? He didn't say anything, but he's like looking at me. Right? And then I'm like, and I look, and he, his bed is filthy. It's got blood all over it. His clothes are dirty. He smells. I've been gone for, you know, five, four or five days. Right? Um, and I, I come back, and I, I try to cover him up because he's, you know, just laying there and I find his pills in the bed. They, he, they weren't even watching over to see if he'd taken his pills. He had them in his mouth and he was spitting them out, right? And, and they didn't even check. And then I'm like, Dad, you're not even watching TV. You know, what's going on? And, and I would go out there and I would tell them, you're not checking him. He's filthy. He needs a bath. You haven't been feeding him. Where's the soup? There's no soup on his tray. Haven't you been noticing? Haven't you been checking his tray? I lifted up the lid. There's food. He didn't even touch it. I go, I need you to test him. He's not talking. No, he's just tired. He's mad. I'm like, why is he mad? Because you're not feeding him, you're not watching over him, he's just tired. I'm like, you need to test him, something's wrong. And they were like telling me all these things, oh no, we're not going to do it, they're not going to, oh no, he's fine, everything's fine. And I walk back and, Dad, you're not even watching TV, you've been laying in here, you know, with no TV on, what's going on? And I pick up the remote and I push the button and it didn't work, right? So I flip it over and there's no batteries in the remote. So my dad's been laying there for a week with not even a TV. Nobody's been coming in to check him. He's filthy, there's pills, everyone, not eating. And for some reason the batteries in the remote set me off. So they come in, right? And I'm like, okay, so he, he hasn't been eating. You didn't bring a soup. And I'm going through the list, right? And I go, and he hasn't even been able to watch TV. And there's like three people standing there looking at me defiantly. And he hasn't even been able to watch TV. And they said, oh, he's been watching TV every day. And that, right there, I just went, the old Kate came up for a minute there. And I went, oh, really? He's been watching TV every day. How is he doing that when there's no batteries in the remote? And then this one girl looked at me like that. And I looked at her and the old Kate just wanted to reach up there and snatch her skin off her face. And then God helped me. God helped me because I, I, I started crying. I don't cry. I started crying. So I'm going, and you haven't, you haven't taken on him. And she started looking at me and I said, and you, you better stop looking at me like that or I'm going to kill you. And I'm like thinking, I'm so glad I'm crying because I would have beat her down. 
like a dog in the street. The old Kate would have just like, pah, pah, threw her on the floor and took her out, right? Okay, so. You know, I mean, they were all very fortunate that day. Yeah. That God made me cry, because otherwise I would have been like a hurricane Tasmanian devil up in that place. Okay. So anyway, this is what happened. I let that storm wound me, and I started dwelling among the tombs. And right before I went to Virginia, which is the original place that I met demon, that demon face to face, I got a bladder infection for the first time in years. A very, very, very bad one. And I knew that Legion had given it to me. See? That's what the storm is meant for. It's demonically inspired. The enemy is speaking that storm. That's why Jesus told him to rebuke, be still, be muzzled. And he's doing that to get you tra to be traumatized and wounded in your soul. So that even if you can make it through the storm, to the reach of the garrisons, by the time you get there, you're dwelling among the tombs, and then you have something in you that's in common with him, so you can't stop him, but he can stop you. Wow. 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 Did you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So look, when the storm comes, man, you gotta, you gotta babysit. You gotta go, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing and I don't know why you're doing it. You're trying to get me, you're trying to make this storm beat me and batter me and fill up my boat so much that you're trying to wound me so that I don't have power over you. And I will remain not wounded. And just in the middle of when you want to scream at somebody and rip off their head, say, I am filled with Dunamis. I am not dwelling among the tombs. I am excellent of soul. And you keep saying that until you actually believe it and then you feel it land. When you feel it land, then the pain of the storm goes away. Amen. Well, guys, hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and to review. Reviews are the word of mouth for podcasts. To do that, just go thedarrenshow.com. That'll redirect you to iTunes. You can give it one star. That means that you think it was kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you thought it was off the chain. See you next week.